Today on Bible Conversations, we're going to be talking about new and old songs. We're so excited to get going with another episode today. Um, Chris, we're going to be talking about songs today, uh, taking a little break from our God Is series. We'll jump right back into that next week. Yes. Um, but this is going to be a good discussion. If there's not anything else that fires me up, uh, that's not how you phrase it. If there's there's nothing else that fires me up more than singing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get tongue-tied too. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, just, I really like singing, whether it's in my my car, uh, driving to work, singing along the radio, singing on with Spotify, mm-hmm. um, or singing on Sunday morning. That's, yeah. it, you know, those songs where it's just, you feel like you got to sing at the top of your lungs because you like it that much. And then after the song is over, your throat hurts and you're like, Oh yeah. And you're catching your breath cause you had a mask on. Mm-hmm. All of, <laughs> yes. All of those reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I love singing. So I'm, I'm glad we're going to be talking about songs today. Yes. I, I find myself more and more singing hymns, like when I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have a hymn stuck in my head, and I don't know why it's there. I don't know where it came from, but you know, it's it's there. Um, and so, I mean, today you even heard me right singing. I'm a hard fighting soldier. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, just songs are such I, I think an integral part of any Christian's life. Uh, I know that music is a huge part of my life. I grew up yeah. with music all around, and um, I am I'm excited about this one too. Uh, I, I I love songs. I love singing. I love music. I am terrible at all of them, uh, as you can as you can attest to, and as anybody that knows me can attest to. But I will do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and and I well yeah. and and I think you're going to read a verse for us. Yes, for I am. Why you sing? Why we all sing? Yes, regardless. And, you know. I, so to, be, before I get to that verse, I was on college retreat, a college retreat this past weekend, and uh, one of my mentors, I was talking with him, and you know he. You know, I said, hey, I'm, I'm getting better at song leading. And he goes, you are getting better at song leading. And, I, and I, I made the statement that I think a lot of people make, right? Well, it doesn't matter how it sounds. God finds it beautiful. And he goes, man, I can't find that verse anywhere. People keep saying that. I don't know if that's the case, right? Like sometimes I wonder if God's just saying, hey, I appreciate you singing, but take a break and get better at it, which obviously is probably not what's happening, right? Yeah. God definitely accepts all of our singing but he does have a point that not everybody's singing is good, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be. We're not commanded to be good. What we are commanded to do, if you look in Ephesians chapter 18, it says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, right? So we are to be filled with the Spirit in our lives. And then in verse 19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So as we are with each other, talking with each other, as we're working together, as we're worshiping together, whatever the case may be, man, we're to be addressing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and we're to be singing and making melody to the Lord. With our heart. And, with our heart. And that's the important part for you know, why you and Jared can have that conversation about, yes. um, it doesn't matter what I sound like. God, exactly. doesn't, God doesn't care um, exactly. because the thing that he's listening to is your heart. Yep. And, and it's so different because us as humans, we don't listen to each other's hearts unless, you know, you got a stethoscope, you know, unless I put my ear up to your chest and listen to your heartbeat, you know, <laughs> yeah, don't do but, that. But we, we can't <laughs> hear each other's hearts, but God, he can hear our hearts. Yep. And so that's why we're, you know, whether you sound great, sound bad, 
sing because God's not even listening to your voice. He's listening yeah. to your heart. Well, and that just, that reminds me of the song. It's not one of the ones we're talking about today, but the song, Listen to Our Hearts, mm-hmm. right? How do you explain, how do you describe a love that goes from east to west and runs as deep as it is wide, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to our hearts, God, yeah. because but that, in that song, you. the verse continues, you know all our hopes, you know uh, all, our dreams. all our dreams, you know all our fears, and words cannot express the love uh, we, we feel, feel. <laughs> and we long for you to hear. Yeah, so listen to our hearts. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just well, words cannot express. So listen to our hearts, yeah. and and that's what God does. Yeah. And before we really get into the song, though, I want to point out one other thing in this verse. Go for it. And Go for it. This is what I mean when I talk about how much I love singing. How much it just ooh, it gives you you know that that oomph. Have you ever been in a body of believers standing there with the congregation, maybe the song before the lesson, the closing song, you know, when everyone's standing together, maybe even the opening song and everyone's singing out and you get those chills down, down your arms, maybe on the back of your neck. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, this is good. Or maybe like growing up in the youth group, we're at a late night retreat. You were just at a retreat this past weekend. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you you probably had something like this, you know, late night singing. whether it's around the basketball court, uh, in the cabin, um, out in the chapel, wherever it may be, you know, and, and everyone is just singing out because the lights are off. Nobody's concerned about what they sound like because they don't feel like anybody's looking at them. Yeah. And you just, you know, you get that, oh, this is, this is good. This is amazing. And it's addicting. It's yeah. this addicting kind of feeling. Well, take that thought process and read what it says there in verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery but be filled with the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know that high feeling when you get drunk? Well, I mean, we may not know that, but, um, <laughs> but there's a reason people drink alcohol. And continue it's, to do it. It's to get that sense of euphoria. Yep. And Paul says here in Ephesians, don't get your high, don't get your euphoria, don't get that, mm, I love this, I, I'm addicted to this, <laughs> from alcohol. Get that from the spirit because that that's not going to have any adverse effects. In fact, it's going to have some really, really, really good effects with it. Yes. And so whenever we talk about singing and I, and I ever just bring up the, the fact that I'm like, oh, I love it so much. I, I'm addicted to it <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I get my high. That's it's, how I get my sense of euphoria. It's hard not to be. And, you know, I, I actually told this story at the retreat this weekend. Uh, the, the first time I went on a college retreat was in 2014. And we had probably 50, 60 people that were there. And the chapel uh, where we were at, it really makes the singing just beautiful. I know oh, you've yeah. been there before. Yeah, Camp Petty John Camp Springs, Petty John. that yeah. chapel has it, great acoustics. It is is wonderful. I mean, it's absolutely wonderful. And in, in some senses, it's actually better right now because there's no carpet. Yeah. And so, you know, they I think they had some flood damage. Um, and so they're, they pulled out the carpets, right? But so it's just concrete there. But in some senses, the acoustics was better this weekend. But I remember in 2014, and I, I still remember where I sat. I remember the song that we sang, and I remember the feeling that I had. And we sang Magnificat, which is a four-parter. Um, and I remember not even, like, I wasn't able to sing. I just had to listen. I just had to experience what was going on around me and appreciate the beauty that comes from singing. And, mm-hmm. man, for months, af- months afterward, I did not want anybody to sing Magnificat 
because that memory was in my brain and I didn't want anything to ruin that, right? Yeah. But but man, singing is it is euphoric. When it is done correctly, it is euphoric. And it is such and a not done positive. correctly as in correct notes, but when it's done correct. with, with the, the right hundred percent pouring out of your heart to God, I don't yeah. care what I sound like, God, I'm gonna sing to you. Yes. That's euphoric. Well and so I've I've also been to Nicaragua. I know we're I feel like this is good conversation. Right? Yeah. Just talking about singing, right? <laughs> but I've been to Nicaragua before, and, and here in America, we are so concerned about how we sound. Mm-hmm. Right? We're concerned about hitting the right note, starting it on the right key, making sure the timing is right. Everything has to be right. We have to have those good song leaders, right? We, if it's a big Sunday, we've got to have our best song leader, all mm-hmm. these things. Man, I went to Nicaragua, and one, they sounded great, but they also didn't care how they sounded. Yeah. They sung out and they sung loud and they were happy to do it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody that was there just sang out. And then I remember looking around like, why don't we do this? Right. Yeah. Why are, why are some of us like, and then you yeah. have like three or four people who are actually singing out that are carrying everybody. We should all be lifting each other up. Now I want to give an example for everyone who hasn't been to a place like Nicaragua where Folks just sing out without caring what they sound like. And and while they may not sound great individually as a body, it actually is good. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a ball game, um, any kind of ball game, you know, where they sing the national anthem at the beginning of the of the game or, or maybe even when they sing in baseball, God Bless America, the seventh inning stretch. When the crowd sings with that, that's close to 40,000 people sometimes all singing the same thing. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the ball game at the seventh inning stretch. Exactly. But statistically, 0.3% of all people in the world actually have perfect pitch. In other words, less 0.3%, what is that, three in a thousand people actually have perfect pitch. Those, those folks that can hit the note every single time they want to. And I'm not one of them. You're not one of them. Nope. <laughs> I can't with, hit the note even if I that, didn't want to. Knowing that there's not a whole lot of people that actually can sing right, yeah. And yet, out of four, when there's a people of forty thousand people at a ball game singing together, it actually sounds good. Yeah. That's when people sing out, and when there's a big body of everyone singing out, you can't pick out individual voices. No. There is no, ooh, there's something off pitch there because everyone is singing together, and that's the that's the beauty of the church. When mm-hmm. we have 400 people in that auditorium on Sunday and they're all singing out, then you don't pick out like the, well, who hit that note? Because yeah. everyone's hitting that note and, yes. and it sounds amazing. Yeah. So, well, let's dig into the songs. Let's um, do it. I'm going to let so, you go first. I know you've got one that... Uh, yes. Well, I was going to ask if I could go first. So yeah, that's well, awesome. Well, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Chris and I, we've, we've each picked out a song today um, that we want to share with y'all. And at the beginning, we said we're going to talk about new and old songs today. And so mine is actually straight from scripture and it's from Psalm 34, but it's funny because we're calling mine the new song. <laughs> and so um, in Psalm 34, it's a uh, psalm that was penned by David. And the words in this psalm have been put to music. In recent years, I don't really know when, when this song was written. Psalm 34, O Taste and See, is the name of the song. Um, you can probably YouTube it, um, find an acapella version somewhere. Um, but it is really, really a cool when you put Scripture to music and are able to sing through Scripture. Um, but Psalm 34, starting in verse 4, is where the actual 
the song starts. Um, but it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look on him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. And that's almost word for word what is turned into music and, and what we can sing today. And it's so cool. But but the the part that is where the song gets its title from actually is in verse 8. And it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him will have no lack. That verse 8 right there, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. It kind of hits different um, after Easter for me. And I got to put this in context. Um, But (laughs) there's been a lot of stuff that I see on social media as far as folks throughout Christianity giving defense for Christ and his resurrection. And um, I even saw this TikTok today that uh, this guy was, you know, it was the same guy, but he was pretending to be two different people and, and saying, well, maybe the disciples stole the body. And then it, he'd switch the camera back and he'd say, well, no, they couldn't have because it was te- like young men against Roman soldiers. It'd be like me and you going up against Marines. We'd get cooked. Um, like, Speak for yourself. I'd be killed. <laughs> no, nothing against us, but we'd get cooked. Um, and But anyways, the, these defenses that he's giving for um, the resurrection of Christ. And, and after about eight or nine different... Um, arguments back and forth about like, well, maybe he didn't actually rise from the dead because he didn't die, or maybe um, they were bribed, or maybe they hallucinated, and, and this and that. You, you've heard excuses for why people yeah. will deny the resurrection of Christ. Yeah. At the end, he, this guy that's making the video, he said, the thing is, is that you're not just denying it because of lack of evidence. You just don't want to accept the evidence. Yeah. You just don't, you just don't want to believe. And that's kind of what is being said here in verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. God is out there. Christ is out there. And it's just a matter of, mm, I'm going to see. I, I'm going to pick up my Bible. I'm, I want to see what this church is all about. I want to see what this body of Christ is all about. I want to see what God is all about. And when you taste, you will see that the Lord is good. So that, that's why I really love this song. Um, it talks about how God protects us in troubles, um, how those who, who turn to him will never be ashamed, um, how when you, you're, you're poor and crying, in verse 6 of Psalm 34, this poor man cried, the Lord heard him and saved him. It's God is our rescuer. God is there for us when we're in trouble all you got to do is just taste and see that the Lord is good. So that's for my song. Um, if you want to, we'll, I'll probably find a link to this on YouTube and put it in the description of this podcast so y'all will be able to find it later. Um, so look in the description and, and click that link and go listen to the song on YouTube. But uh, Chris, you're up. Yeah, well, I actually got a little uh, something to kind of go off of what you were talking about. Okay. Come and see and taste that the Lord is good and in Psalm 119. Verse 103, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Yep. And and we seek that that idea of of 
taste and honey and sweetness and you know the 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 law of the lord is you know sweeter than honey to me we we see that echoed throughout the psalms and uh you know i i agree with what you say there man that people don't want to believe they they want to believe that they know better they want to think that their life is the right path and anybody who doesn't do what they're doing is wrong and the reality is is if you don't want to believe in Christ, if you don't want to accept that what he says is law because you don't want to change your lifestyle or whatever reason it may be, then you just straight up don't want to believe in Christ. Yeah. That's well, and that's it's it. sometimes it's not even a um a straight up denial of Christ. Sometimes you haven't even tried to taste. Yeah. That's um, true. You know, like in the video that I was talking about, this guy's going back and forth and and he's presented with the evidence, but he still decides, no, that's not right. He doesn't want to believe. Yeah. He doesn't want to taste and see. He wants to disbelieve. There's so many people in the world, though, that haven't even been given the opportunity or haven't even had that thought put in their mind. Just try it. Yeah. It's like parents trying to get their kids to to eat something that is really good, and the kid is like, I'm not sure about that. I've never tried that before. Yeah. And the parents are like, just try it. You, trust me. Fries yeah. and ketchup, it's awesome. Just try it. Bacon on a burger is Just good. Just try it. Taste and see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to share the old song that is uh, newer than the psalm, but uh, <laughs> but is an older song, at least with, with what we are singing. And uh, it's a song that pretty much everybody is familiar with, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I could probably go down the street and hum this tune, and everybody would know the song. And that's yep. Amazing Grace. And it it really is such a such a beautiful song. Like just so when you when we sing through the lyrics by ourselves, right? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Right? All of those things we can relate to our lives, right? When prior to being a Christian, right? I was a wretch. I was lost. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I I was blind. Become a Christian. I'm I'm saved. I I can see. Right? I I'm I'm found. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a, a beautiful comparison and contrast, and it becomes even more beautiful when you hear the story behind it. This song was written by a man uh, that goes by the name of John Newton. It was written in about 1772, which is a long time ago. It's yep. 251 years ago now. It's uh, back l- before America yeah. was born. Yeah, back back before, back, yeah. Back before America, four years prior to America writing the Declaration of Independence. Yep. So, I mean, this song is older than America. Just let's let's put that into perspective, right? Yeah. And John Newton had a had pretty unfortunate upbringing, which is oddly enough often the case with songs like It Is Well With My Soul, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and and various songs that are so uplifting and encouraging to so many. It starts They're in the— They're born out of trial. Yeah, it starts in the throes of despair. Yeah. And this, this man— was six years old, almost seven, when his mother passed away. Uh, his father was in the uh, the navy, the British Royal Navy, and he was uh, he was a drunkard, right? And so John Newton grew up his most of his childhood knowing really only drunkenness and no mother. Hmm. And when he was about eighteen ish, right, when he was old enough, he, uh, he he got into the Royal Marines, the Royal Navy, the Royal Marines, the Royal Navy. Uh, he tried to desert. He hated it. Uh, he, he wasn't able to desert, but they eventually went back to, they were going to Africa as they were part of the slave trade at this point in time, right? It was a, mm-hmm. it was a big uh, a big thing back then. 
And he was a part of this. So in his 20s, he was actually abandoned in West Africa. And he became a servant, essentially, to a slave trader. Hmm. Uh, he became res- he, he was rescued from them on the way back to, to Britain, on the way back to England. The ship almost crashed and sunk. Uh, and so it, it was there that he kind of began to think about the spirituality and about God. Uh, but when he got back to England, it was kind of status quo, and he became a slave trader himself. And so he began to uh, trade, uh, I mean, the, the most awful thing, right? He was trading people. Right? He was selling people. And he did this for, for quite a few years, and eventually he stopped. He gave up being a slave trader. He gave up being a, uh, a seafarer, right? He gave up being on the sea. He, everything he gave it up, and he devoted his life to God's service. It says that he was ordained as an Anglican priest in 1764. Um, so this is, again, prior to the song being written. But he became ordained as a priest, and he actually uh, began to fight alongside a man named William Wilberforce uh, to abolish the African slave trade. And he used his experience to testify against the slave trade, right? And I'm not saying that in order to testify against something, you have to participate in it. I'm not at all saying that. But what I am saying is he used what he had been through in order to be a change for good. And they ended up obviously abolishing the the slave trade. It was the Slave Trade Act of, of 1807. So it took a long time for this to happen, but he was a part of this. Right? What he once participated in, he helped to abolish. He helped to get rid of. And he, he, he turned his life to God. And you know, I, I don't know much about um, how he was after he you know, left that life. He, he did say that prior to doing that, he, he treated the slaves abhorrently. You know? And so we, we like to hope that he changed that as well. Right? We, we don't know. We can't say for sure. But, but we do know that he fought for good. And then in 1772, he wrote this song. And when you listen to the lyrics again, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost in the slave trade, but now am found with Christ. Was blind to what he was doing, but now I see that I need to do better. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace, grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. The words take on a new meaning. Mm-hmm. Adds a little more substance. Not that there's not a lot there, but it adds a little more substance. And actually, the, the famous book, Uncle Tom's Cabin, uh, written by Harriet Beecher Stowe, included an extra verse that was not written by John Newton. And it's the one that we always sing as the last verse. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. This song is sung, it's estimated, an average of 10 million times a year. Wow. It has been sung by... Famous people from Elvis to uh, I, who else was it that it mentioned on, on here? I, I don't even remember, but famous people today, right, that, that are still alive today. Uh, Barack Obama, I think, sung this song at one point. So, I mean, we've got so many 
different people that are singing, have been influenced by, or currently listening to. Now, I want to say they even actually made a movie about this, right? They did. So they, it was not only a movie, but it was also a play mm. on Broadway. And the movie tells the story more about William Wilberforce. That's right. The play tells the story of John Newton. Okay. And so there is more information out there than this. But but Amazing Grace is one of my favorite songs. It's one of the songs I actually feel comfortable leading, oddly enough, uh, because it's a little bit lower, right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't start it off as high. And I am naturally a tenor, but but I'm... I, I like starting it a little lower because you you can definitely start it too high. Yeah, uh, and it's 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 you can start it too low, but it's a lot harder and a lot easier to come back from. So, uh, but um, anyway, I, I mean, I just I love this song and it it really sticks out to me. I mean, I you know, I, I was not raised in the church, I did not grow up in the church, and I have I've done things in my life that I wish I had not done. But my conscience is clean because I am in Christ, and it's all because of the amazing grace that God has. And he has bestowed upon us. Mm-hmm. So, now you mentioned the popularity of that song, and mm-hmm. it, I think that's really cool. Um, but I really, I wish that folks would understand grace more. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about the the number of folks that sing that song, and don't think about the words like we have just now. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like like Christ. I mean, he's the most well-known person in human history. Um, most influential. Most influential. I mean, probably popular. I would say Jesus is the most popular person ever. Um, this song, one of the most popular songs ever. The thing they have in common is a lack of understanding. Um, to that point, I, I feel like Religion is one of the only things that people don't really pay attention to what they're mm. doing. Yeah. You know, if you go to a use a ball game, you go to a baseball game, right? If you're choosing to go, you're paying attention to the score. You're paying attention oh, yeah. to who's playing, right? And uh, I, I, I can't go to baseball games with my wife because she talks. I mean, <laughs> I have to pay attention. <laughs> well, and, and then, you know, you go to work, right? And you, you read the instruction manuals and you pay attention to them and you try and understand what they're saying. And it, it, yeah, even, mean, in you, our, you, even in our hobbies, you yes, talk about instruction manuals. Exactly, you know? right? You buy something from Ikea, and you pay attention to what it says to do. But After you, maybe a few times of trying to do it without reading the instructions. Depending but, yeah. on if you're a guy or a girl. Yes. <laughs> so guys will take a few times of trying. But yeah, you pay attention to everything you do in life. Exactly. And when it comes to religion, when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to our walk with Christ, our relationship with Christ, I really, I agree. I, I feel like we and we don't pay attention enough. I mean, how many times, I know I am guilty of this, right? Am I singing in, in worship? And I'm like, what did I just sing? Mm-hmm. Like, I know the words and I can sing the words, but what am I singing? Like, what does it mean? And then I have to take a moment and really consider what I'm singing. And, and it immediately, as soon as I do that, it, it takes on a whole new meaning. I'm not yeah. just singing. I'm I'm singing to God. Yeah. So I... Well, like the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. when when you start that song, I have decided, like everyone that's singing that song is proclaiming to everyone they have decided to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And we sing that without even thinking about what that means. Exactly. And, and amazing grace. We got to be able to wrap our minds around the, the powerful grace that 
saves. Yes. And that grace will lead me home, mm-hmm. as is said in the song. We've got to be able to wrap our minds around Christ. Yeah. And everything that that he died for, everybody that he died for, um, I guess what we're kind of calling for is just a, a step back and think about it. Um, yeah. Every every time you are in worship, and this is not a call for just you guys. This is a call for us too. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm often told, and I am often reminded that as a preacher, my job is to preach to myself. Uh, whatever I need to hear, there are probably other people that need to hear it as well. And whenever we are in worship, when we are singing together, when we are lifting our voices in unison to the creator of the universe, how much do you think we ought to be paying attention to what we're saying? Right? You think it's euphoric when we raise our voices together? It's so much better when you think about what you're saying. Yeah, when you have an understanding of it, right? I mean, yeah. we pay attention a lot of times to what we're what we let our children listen to in the car. Yeah. But they come into worship and we don't have them pay attention to what it is that they're singing. Yeah. And which one do you think is more important? Right? Mm-hmm. Out of the same mouth comes cursing and praise. And we need to make sure that we are praising God in all that we do and not cursing, right? Like mm-hmm. the songs that we don't let our kids listen to. Uh, you know, we don't have children, but as a general rule of thumb, right, that we don't let the younger people or even ourselves listen to, that's great. Don't listen to those. You don't need to. But the ones that you are listening to, the ones that you are singing and you are participating in, pay attention to what you're saying and what you're singing. Because, again, we are singing to the creator of the universe, and he deserves our attention. So Yeah. Well, this has been an awesome discussion. Um if if you're still with us, I want to ask y'all to do one thing. Um, go ahead and reach out to us. Send us a, a Facebook message or, or an email. You know our contact info is always played at the end. Um, but share with us your favorite song. I want to know um, what is a song that, that you, whenever you sing it or whenever it's sung at church, you, those words just run through your mind. What What's the song that you focus on? What's your favorite one? Um let us know. We like to, to hear what that is. Also, check out the link in the description um, with that, the link to that YouTube video for Psalm 34. Um, unless you've got something else, Chris, I think that's about all. I'm good. I am good. We, we appreciate you all. We love you all. And we cannot wait until next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Conversations podcast. I want to tell you about a couple of ways in which you can be involved or help us out. You can like us on Facebook and share our posts. You can send us an email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can even leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're also partnering with Ministry League. This is a wonderful app full of so many different resources to help you grow your faith. We love you all. Now let's go start a conversation.